All right, all right, all right. It's 12-sided guys time. We have Matt playing Pine. Hi. Scott playing Joff. That's me. Jordan playing Ebby. Salutations. Sabrina playing Nari. Hey there. And me, Paul, playing games with my heart. With my heart. <laughs> oh, my heart. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was that another, was for, that another appearance no, 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 of Ted? Stop, 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 stop. For, <laughs> for anyone wondering what in the world that was, ask your parents about the Backstreet Boys. And for anyone that knew exactly what that was, my apologies. <laughs> anyway, we are back for another round of action and or intrigue, depending on how the night goes. If you want to support what we're doing, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash 12sidedguys and maybe buy us a snack. Or to save some money, go leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other people find us so they too can enjoy things like an old man wasting natural 20s to find the perfect skipping rock, a robot teaching the raven language, the heir to a defunct kingdom with a terrible mustache and apple bottom jeans, a giant warrior woman that has to get bleeped occasionally, and terrible jokes like that Backstreet Boys one from earlier. And if you learned what PK meant the same way I did, screw you, Ultima Online, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 25. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I didn't mean to shut you down. I just didn't want you to say Backstreet Boys because that was part of the punchline. No, I was just going to say, is that another another? Is that another uh, appearance of Tedward? Oh no, that was no. <laughs> Tedward's way better than that. <laughs> His songs have "Hey Nani Nani"s in them and stuff. Oh, that's true. Yes, way spoonier. <laughs> you said for the patrons to buy us one snack for the five of us to share. Actually, so one of our patrons, Daniel, he he actually messaged me and he said. How can I actually literally buy you guys, each of you, a Papa Murphy's pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, awesome. Man. That's For just awesome. like one donut a piece. Yeah. I did get a I did get of uh, the other chiropractor in the office today. He bought me a donut. That was very nice of him. <laughs> I hope it was an apple fritter. No, it was not. It was uh it was just a chocolate covered regular. Oh. Yeah, it, it was the thought that counts. All right. Nari and the boys, after an eventful morning of shopping, getting a new hotel room, going to the library, um, restocking a book, you have found yourselves after, I guess, venturing through the more open um, public places of the Library of Cadriel, the Lord and Lady of Knowledge and Magic. Um, you have managed to find a secret compartment, a secret passageway that leads down under the library into what you can only assume must be what some people would call the Lady Cadriel's domain of information and knowledge, the more closed off and secretive aspects of knowledge, knowledge that maybe shouldn't be shared or has been hidden away for some reason or another. You managed to find the entrance to the library of what you found out was Lady Cadriel, the more secretive aspects of 
the deity known as Cadriel. With bookshelves all along the walls and a table in the middle of the room with some papers, and standing behind the paper, you see a large man. He's probably, oh, he's over six feet. He's probably six three, six four, so not quite as tall as Ebi and Nari, but big and broad across the shoulders. He's got kind of a a tan, kind of a greenish, almost olive tint to his skin. Um, he's got kind of an underbite. He's got um, pointed ears. Um, and he, he looks like a brawler, like somebody you would expect to like be, you know, throwing punches or swinging a sword, but he is standing behind this desk and he's got some papers on this table that he's looking through and he's reading and he's comparing one paper to another. He's wearing a robe. It's a dark robe with like a red hood, but the red hood is down. And that's where we're at, uh, at this very moment. Well, I think I'm going to say bye, 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 bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was in sync and i was singing backstreet oh, boys dang it. Oh. No. Oh, <laughs> man. Am I done? hey cut. we're gonna start a gang war <laughs> gotta cut that all out guys i'm sorry no the decade the decade was right we're all good <laughs> <laughs> all right you open the door on the other side you see a larger room did you did, point of order did you switch the map we we didn't get on a new map yeah we're still on the same map I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. We just got gaslit. <laughs> uh, all right. Quit, yeah, quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Backstreet's back, all right. <laughs> he hears the door open and he looks up at you guys. He says, oh, I, I didn't realize anyone was down here. Well, welcome to the library of Cadriel. Joff will step in. Okay. Say, yeah, we didn't know what to find down here, but apparently this is where we're at. Yeah, that librarian gem was most unhelpful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the Ordo Verum. Yes, they, they, they take a uh, an oath to only show what what should be seen. Whereas, I am librarian Horton, and uh, I deal with the hidden truths and the, the truths that have been put away. So welcome to Lady Cadriel's library. Hmm. Um, you see this room is roughly square, um, bookshelves on all sides, but on the south side, you can see that there's two little alcoves um, and they have like a curtain drawn aco- across each one. So you can't see what's beyond um, those little like uh, little alcoves, but um but yeah, it looks like there's two more ways out of this room, but they're both behind curtains. Pine will will motion Nari and Evie in now that it's hopefully safe. Is anybody like drawing weapons or anything? N- no. Okay. I don't think so. Should we be? <laughs> no, I think we were just moving into the room. I mean, I usually draw my weapon when I head into the library. that's right (laughs) my weapon is my brain your wit is so sharp (laughs) sorry what what did he say his name was again Uh, librarian Horton of the Ordo Occulta Horton or Hort Horton I thought he heard a who exactly Horton Horton heard a who Horton Yes, Librarian Horton, we are actually searching for um, a resource on the Allele language the Allele language is not to be taught in Imperial lands. 
the Aaliyah language is not to be taught without specific permissions given from a magistrate of the of the Imperium. So um, you're in the right place. But isn't this the secret knowledge? That's what I'm saying. Side you're, of you're in the right place. Yes, you can find things here that are not to be taught other places. Capital. And he kind of motions to the books around him, and he says, "This is the hidden knowledge." Well, can you? Where, where, where should we start our search? The Aaliyah language, and he kind of turns around, starts looking at a shelf, and he starts poking around, looking, and then he, um, he grabs one book off the shelf, and he puts it on the table and slides it across to you. He says, this should help you in your quest to learn Aaliyah. What's the book called? The book is called ABC, Aaliyah and Me, A Beginner's <laughs> Guide. <laughs> it's a picture book uh, Wolfgar goes punch uh, right yeah, it seems like a very basic um, book um, it looks it also looks old so it's a it's a book that um, is um, you know quote out of print um, and probably has been for decades wait there's a printing press in this world there is magical ways of printing yes cool this should help you hold out that, that's that's capital. Um, can we make a copy? Or I mean, I imagine you won't let us take this book out of this library. The way that the way that it works down here is different than the way it works up above. Down here, for every book you take out, you must give me an oath. Like all four of us, whoever wants to take responsibility for the book. What does this oath entail? Words and a drop of blood. I meant like, um, I promise to give my firstborn child, which would be quite the ordeal since she's in her 50s. <laughs> I could promise that. <laughs> no, nothing like that. I don't think you should be giving away his child, Joff. I don't think that's very fair. <laughs> Everywhere. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh man. He's like, no, no, no. The punishment, the punishment will be yours and yours alone. Should you not return the book? Ebby's gonna step forward and he's he's willing to make that commitment. The knowledge contained in this book is of the utmost important to, importance to me and to my kin. I'm willing to make whatever commitment is needed. But, Ebby, you can't provide a drop of blood. Shh, he doesn't <laughs> need to know that. Fine. I mean, he'll, he'll know soon enough. I've seen him leak before. Something comes out. <laughs> so he's got a piece of paper there, and he's writing down on this piece of paper, one, two, three, or ABC, Alil and me, a beginner's guide. And then he pulls out a little, a little knife, and before you can do anything, he stabs his finger. And he reaches out and he sticks a little drop of blood right on your forehead, Eddie. Oh, okay. And he hands you the book and he says, there are no, no due dates, no late fees, but just know, should any harm come to this book or should you give it to somebody else? We will know. And your, let's say your, your luck will change. I understand. Now, is there anything else I can help you with? 
So, Librarian Horton, does the book have to come back to this very location, or can we return it to a different library of Cadriel? It must be returned to the library of Lady Cadriel. Well, yeah, yeah. And he points to his symbol, which looks different. It is still a gold circle with a face, but now instead of having two hands um, open and an open mouth and open eyes, the eyes are squinted shut and the mouth is squinted shut. And one of the hands has one finger across and it's like doing like a sh- like a, like a, a shushing sound or a shushing symbol. There's a great irony that you're forthcoming with secrets and those with plain truths are not forthcoming. Cadriel is a very mysterious being. Hard to understand. Honestly, it makes perfect sense to me. I, I mean, I grew up with Cadriel and, and, uh, um, we go way back. <laughs> we, go way back. <laughs> we, we were on the JV wrestling squad together. <laughs> no, um, Awesome. I grew up um, worshiping and, and studying Cadriel, and this seems right up, right up their alley. Well, you you found one of the secret libraries of Lady Cadriel here in Arkelvi. If there's any other information you wish, feel free to peruse the shelves. Question. Yes. If we do try and return this at a different library, is there a faster way to find? the Lady Cadriel's section. You found it here. I'm sure you're smart enough to find it somewhere else. <laughs> it may or may not have taken us quite a, a bit of time to find this. Yeah, I'm surprised we have any listeners left to hear this episode after that last <laughs> ordeal. <laughs> Who would have thought the biggest challenge for you guys was to literally alf- put a book in alphabetical order? No. <laughs> I know we've got a listener that's just like, how did they not figure that out? <laughs> he says, there are people in the city who've been looking for this library for their lives, for years, for decades even, and have not figured out how to find it. I will share with you one other thing, though. This is not the only library of Lady Cadriel here in the city of Arkelvy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Pine, Pine oh. does that thing where he like rubs his eyes and then looks really hard with his <laughs> mouth wide open. <laughs> Is there anything else you need from me? Mr. Horton, I, I have a question for you. Okay. Li- librarian Horton. Is there any charts of the old Everlyn royal family line? Mm. As a matter of fact, there are. Come, come with me. Thank you. Yes, I, I will. He actually takes you to... Yeah, actually, um, here in this room, uh, he takes you to the, um, so down on the southern wall, there are two like alcoves that have curtains. He pulls one of the curtains across, uh, 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 away, uh, the one that's on the right, and it, it opens up into a smaller room, but still a room full of uh, books and shelves. This one has another table there in the middle. He shows you this room back here behind the curtain, and there's bookshelves on the walls. There's a table in the middle of the room. And unlike the book, uh, the library upstairs, um, this library, this uh, room has books that are out. It has a couple of scrolls on a table. It has a couple of books. And Horton is looking through one of the shelves, and he's humming to himself a little bit. And then he pulls a book off the shelf, and he hands it over to you, uh, Joff. He says, this is probably what you're looking for. And he hands you a book. Thank you. I 
I don't really know what I'm looking for exactly, but um, I guess I have a question about the old royal line. Was there is there any mention of of someone named the squire? Just the squire. Squire is a it's a position. It's not a a name. I I know what a squire is. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people ask stupid questions. <laughs> yeah, I I've probably asked my fair share of stupid questions. <laughs> I don't know how to say this any other way than this. I think there might be an heir still alive. I'm interested in this book. Okay, you look at the book and it says, the title is An Overview of the Royal Line of Bayard through 832 parentheses Almerian 45 by Brother Librarian Horton Ordo Occulta. Wait, you wrote this. He winks at you. I have a question for you then. Yes. Um, This was, just so you're aware... This was my area of expertise, was the Everlyn royal line and other noble and royal families uh, before it became, let's just say, illegal to talk about. So I'll sign whatever, you know, commitment that you need me to take this book with me. But I'm interested in uh, Simon in particular. I believe he was the old king's uncle. Yes, actually, yes. And then he he oh, he takes the book back from me. He opens up to the very end. You would know too um, when it says through eight thirty two. This is the year eight thirty seven. So yeah. um, this book goes right up to the end of Everlyn. Um, and Almerian forty five. That's the Almerian calendar. I'm making this way too complicated for people, but I love lore and I love this kind of stuff. No, it makes sense. It's good. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's the 45th year of the Almerian Empire, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, and he starts thumbing through to, you know, towards the end of the book. And he's looking around in the book and he says, oh, yeah, here, uh, Simon. It looks like Simon. Simon is the, let's see, he is the son of the brother to our second to last king, if that makes any sense what I'm saying. Our yeah, our yeah. last king, his father had a brother, and that brother had a son named Simon. And Simon was his oldest son. Why are you interested in Simon? Rumor has it he was uh, promiscuous. Oh, if you read his section, you'll find out, yes, he was definitely promiscuous. He was always very careful, though, with his promiscuity. What do you mean by careful? Would he have documented anything? No, no, no. I mean, let's just say he got in trouble for siring... A, an illegitimate child once, and then he was much care- more careful after that. Is there any documentation of this Ill- illegitimate child? Um, there is record of a birth. And he starts thumbing through and he says, yes, uh, record of a birth. Um, a The mother was lowborn, um, and she, it looks like she was some sort of a, of a maid there in his, uh, in his uh, estates. So I guess last question for you. Mm-hmm. If I were to find this heir, would there be any way to prove that he or she is the heir? Sadly, nothing that I have here. But if you can find an heir and you can find some of that documentation, I would love to see it. What if I found the heir but didn't have the documentation? Well, then it would just be your word against against somebody else's how how could you prove that they were the heir i mean i could say that i'm the heir <laughs> and i could say i'm the heir too mm. well if you if you find anything about the the bayard line i mean that would be 
I mean, it, it's, it was my life's work. So I, I, I would be grateful. What if I did? What would you do if I found this hair and, and told you about it? I would document it. I would keep it safe until the knowledge no longer needed to remain hidden. Okay. But you would keep it hidden? That's what I do. When the Empire came to Arkelvi, to Everlin, and told us certain information, certain knowledge was no longer legal, and we were to burn it, Cadriel does not burn knowledge. Cadriel hides knowledge until it's needed. And that is why we have the Ordo Occulta. We protect and hide knowledge until it is needed again. You literally wrote the book on this. Is there any mention in any of the history of the Bayard line of ancestor visitation? Ancestor visitation, that's getting a little more into the, um, into the uh, metaphysical, more of the um, magical side of things. The, the Bayards were said to be of a mystical lineage. Um, as far as I can tell, I mean, there's stories of grumpkins and other, um, you know, fey creatures, that kind of thing. But I think that's more fairy tale. And of course, that all was, you know, hundreds of years ago in the Bayard line. More myth than fact, I'm sure. But um, it, it is said that um, the Bayard line was definitely protective of its own uh, to a very hmm, uh, extreme degree. Now that's I know that sounds cagey, but really that's all we've been able to gather about the Bayards. They were they were a unique family. I mean, that's why they were able to rule Everland for so long. Can I just say that uh, a grumpkin sounds like it just needs a real good cuddle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that a grumpkin is is a is like a monster from uh, George R. R. Martin books. Yeah, oh. grumpkins and snarks. Yeah, I was gonna say snarks nice. and grumpkins. There we go. So thank you, George R. R. Martin. Now finish the next book. <laughs> okay. Well, well, Mr. Horton, I will come to you if I find more information. If you are interested in searching, my inquiries into this led me to Tabory, to the muds in particular. Hey, oh, you, are you speaking of that um, that uh, prophecy, that uh, that uh, rumor that was going around? I picked yes, up on I, that. I have heard the prophecy. Okay, the muds of Tabory, very interesting. I any other information you can give me would be most fascinating and most helpful. Is there any way I could contact you after this? Where, where should I send a letter if I, if I do find more information? If you send a letter here to the library and you address it to me, Librarian Horton, and you address it Ordo Verum, I will be sure to get it. Because okay. I don't know how aware you are of Cadriel, um, but, and then he kind of winks at you, there is no Ordo Occulta. We are all Ordo Verum. Gotcha. Well, I'll sign this oath that you need, and I would I will take this book. Perfect. And he uh, he's kind of squeezes a little bit of blood out of his finger again from where it was before. Um, he um, he taps you on your forehead, and then he writes down the name of the book, and then he kind of puts the another drop of blood there on um, on that piece of paper, and then he kind of rolls it up, and he has like a little like a little pocket inside of his robe that he he puts it in next to the one that Abby has. Okay, what are the rest of you guys doing as? Uh, as Joff and uh, this librarian Horton are are discussing the Everland line. 
Well, so there is there's undressed stone down here. So are there any <laughs> good skipping rocks? <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of books on the shelves if you want to look over at anything. There's probably some like occult skipping rock books. <laughs> I actually did have a question for Horton when he comes back. But in the meantime, I would have just been poking around. Not not with any like, again, not knowing how things are organized down here. I would just be kind of looking to see if there's anything of interest. All right. Um, it looks like as you're looking at different books, it looks like there's actually a lot of books about different um, countries that no longer exist. So a lot of the books um, have names that are... In fact, on the shelf, it has different, like there's a whole section called Theocracy of Menarest. There's a whole section called Republic of uh, Rakolia. And as you guys kind of wander around, you open up the cur- the other curtain for the alcove and you see there's another room down there. You kind of wander in there. Um, there's a, a Nustrana section, a Kingdom of, o- of Onelia. And you would recognize all these names are now illegal. These are all the old names for the current provinces of the empire. Cool. Anything strike your fancy? I would just be glancing over the specifically the Menarest ones. Okay, why don't you make a quick um, either investigation check or a quick perception check? Uh, I got an 11 perception. Um, you're looking through um, the ones about Menarest and you, f- you see one just kind of catches your eye real quick and it, s- it says, an account of the sacking of Redleaf. First-hand accounts from both sides of a one-sided conflict by Taryn Nombly. Oof, I do want to take so I'll I'll take that book out and just like start flipping through it because I mm-hmm. specifically would be looking for what this expert um the, the expert's um kind of opinion on where blame lies. Okay. It is a hefty tome. So gleaning any information, I'm gonna need you to make a an intelligence check. As you're, I mean, unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna spend some time, like check it out and spend some time reading it. No, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to check it out. I just, yeah, I rolled a 17 intelligence check. Okay. Well, with your intelligence, you realize that probably finding out where blame lies would either be right at the very beginning as kind of like a foreshadowing or at the end um, of the book. If there's an executive summary, I'll just be looking, looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of start flipping through the pages and you come to a section that is, uh, that is titled, um, uh, like uh, 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 what went wrong. Um, and so as you're looking through, you see that there, it basically it's like, it'll have like a section that says so-and-so from this, you know, this uh, uh, branch of this military division said this, and then it'll have like a big long quote from them. You read through a couple of them. You definitely read a, um, one or two that blames the leadership of the Menares military in um, there in Redleaf which you would know Pine, you were the Lieutenant General, you were in charge of the defense of the city. Like, yeah. There was nobody higher in that city than you in protecting Menarest. Um, so you see those quotes. Um, but then as you're reading through who said them, you realize that um, these are like people who were nowhere near the fighting. Um, this is like, uh, you know, so-and-so who ran a flower shop in town says that you know, it was the leadership of the Menarest military that caused the downfall. And then you read a couple um, that um, may, make you uh, a little bit um, happier. And it reminds you of a conversation that you had with your daughter. Um, the last time you spoke with Sanya. And I don't know if you remember this from session zero. But she said something to the effect of, Nobody blames you, dad, or at least 
the people who know what they're talking about don't blame you. And you read an entry from Field Marshal Koenig where he explains that the reason why Red Leaf fell was because the Menarest Air Force was destroyed in a in hit and run and ambush attacks from the Imperial Air Force. And that's why uh, Red Leaf fell. And that kind of, I'm not going to tell Pine how you feel about that, but um, that's the one that you come to in your quick perusal that kind of um, catches your eye. Yeah, that, that does. It, it. I don't know if it like, warms his heart, but it does. It gives him a little bit more justification. Uh, any quotes in there from Richter? Um, why don't you make one more intelligence check? This one's going to be a difficulty 20. Uh, it means I have to get, you got to get a natural 20 then for that, that 20. don't you? I got 11. Oh. You, you start, you, you just kind of get bogged down in all of the words. I mean, some of these quotes are pages long. Some of these quotes are like two sentences. To find one from Richter, it seems like the person who put this together did not organize it super well. Um, and so it's, 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 it's hard to find what you're looking for. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. The, the hyperlinks don't take you right to the quote you want. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's like, there's, <laughs> there's these links out to these pages and they've, they've been vandalized by, you know, the, the wiki page has been vandalized and oh yeah what's this right. 404 not found this is crazy <laughs> a little note at the top saying this stub needs to be fleshed out help out i i will do that sometimes if i'm reading a physical book especially if i've been reading a kindle too like if there's a word i don't know on the kindle it'll let you touch it and it'll bring up a definition which is super nice and i will try to do that in books and doesn't work very well. <laughs> nice. Awesome. What's everybody else doing? I think Nari would honestly be flipping through um, the book that he gave us, just kind of trying to figure out what it's about, see if she can glean any knowledge from it. Oh, about the language allele? Mm-hmm. Oh, just trying to learn some. Yeah, it's it's a very basic, like, um, you read in, um, it's got uh, uh, five different languages, and then they all, it's split into two columns. There is a word in allele, and then in the other column, it has how to say that same word in five different languages. You recognize Ustranian and Almerian are amongst those languages that are trying to teach you allele. So this is like a this book is an attempt to that for anyone to read allele, no matter what language you speak. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Can I kind of peeking around? Or can I find any other books that are in the same language, allele, or you know, look similar? Why don't you make an investigation check? All right. I rolled a 10. Um, as you're looking, it's it's hard to tell because the the some of the lettering for the, some of the languages you don't understand are similar to the allele language. You do manage to find one book that you're fairly certain is written in allele. It's a rather large, uh, thick book. And when you open it up, uh, it is full of symbols and um, diagrams that... Uh, and then words that you don't understand. Okay. I might just kind of grab that and bring it back with us and um, ask the librarian about it. Okay. Perfect. And then that just leaves us to Ebby. What have you been doing here in this library? Um, kind of looking over the different books, um, looking at what he's got laid out. I'd love to ask, uh, Ebby would love to ask the librarian a couple quick questions as well. Um, okay. so he'll, he'll approach after, after Joff and Pine have kind of, or I guess, uh, yeah, after they've kind of had discussions with him, 
Ebby will approach and ask him and say, um, Librarian Horton, I had a question. I was hoping perhaps you might be able to provide some direction. The civilization that the language Alil comes from, are there any books related to that? Books about the ancient civilization. I'm going to be honest with you. There are very, very few, and we have managed to get our hands on very, very little information. In all honesty, it seems that the the civilization before our current age is... We're learning more about that civilization from what the empire is bringing forth and from all of the relics and crystal tech that's being brought up out of the earth every day. Um, in all honesty, at least not that I've found, there is no book that I have found that explains that civilization better than what is being pulled out of the ground every day by splunkers and scavengers and the empire themselves. If you would have asked me five years ago if I would see metal men called deacons walking around this city, I would have called you a liar. And yet here we are. Indeed. So it's probably safe to say that the Empire perhaps has the greatest repository of information related to the to the ancient empire or the ancient civilizations. If there is any. I'm not sure that they're not just kind of grasping in the dark themselves. But then again, I don't know. The imperial scholars who come to the library, um, they don't give deference to Cadriel the way we do. They give deference to Iremil, their angel of unity. And uh, unity is not knowledge, if that makes sense. Certainly, certainly. Uh, another topic then, are there any books related to kind of the ancient understandings, religious texts on the angel of unity itself. We do have some of those in another section. Um, I can show you that area. I'm not sure if we have what you're looking for, but you're free to peruse the shelves. Yes. I'm hoping to find something that perhaps predates the empire or at least has not been rewritten from the perspective of the empire, if you understand my meaning. Oh, I understand 100% completely. Um, it's important to remember, I am not a religious scholar. I, I studied royal lines. That's kind of, that's been my thing. Um, but I can show you the section and, and, and good luck with your search is, is probably the best I can say. Certainly. And I appreciate this. He's about to head out the door. Does anybody else want to do anything in this room? These rooms that are kind of dealing with kind of a, uh, kind of the history of the nations and that kind of thing. I would just say, as we're heading out, I would say, also we've heard that there is a um, there's a mad oracle in the empire. We were wondering if you had any of his um, prophecies documented in your library. I don't believe I do, but you're free to check. I'm not the only librarian who works down here. This is this is kind of my wing where I spend most of my time. Um, I am the only librarian currently down here, but um, I can show you to the other areas of the library and you, you, you can feel free to look yourself. Excellent. That would be wonderful, yes. 
Um, he leads you back down the hallway where you came, back to that room, and then he heads down through the door to the south. And um, as he opens the door, you see another long hallway. This one is a little bit different um, because halfway down the hall, um, there is a door um, on the eastern wall um, that he goes into. So he goes down this hallway, um, opens the door and walks into a room and you guys can all kind of follow him in there. Um, In this room where he takes you this room is just about the same size as those little alcoves that were behind the curtains so it's relatively small um uh but there are um there are some bookshelves and there's some books on a on a table that looks like uh somebody's been doing some research down here um and he says this is the um the religions section where um some of the illegal or or forgotten um I, I I don't like to use the word deities, but some of the the beings who we worship as deities, um, where some of the information about them resides. So feel free to uh, to to search this room. Many thanks. Is this where he was taking Pine as well? Uh, where was he taking you again? I asked about the I asked about the mad uh, the mad oracle. Oh, yeah, yeah. He says, and, and if this is, I'm sorry, and, and if there was anything about the Mad Oracle, or Oracle divinations, it's all kind of religious and mystical in nature. Uh, it would probably be in this room. As you can see, there's not as much here, but um, maybe you'll find something that you're looking for. Well, I thank you for your help, Horton. You're welcome. And if you need me, I'll be back in, a, in my wing. Um, if you do need one of these books, I would highly recommend you come to me before taking it out of the library. Of course. And then he leaves. Okay. You guys are now in this room with bookshelves uh, on kind of three three walls and then a table in the middle of the room. All right. I would like to look for my books. All right. So... Abby too? Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Okay, so um, Pine, you're looking for books about um, the Mad Oracle, and Ebby, you are looking for books about the Angel of Unity. Why don't you guys both make investigation checks? If anyone wants to help, Jeff will help Mr. Pine. Okay. Yeah, Nari will help Ebby. Okay, then you guys can both make your checks. Jeff, why don't you actually do the looking? <laughs> yeah, I can do the roll. <laughs> Ebby with advantage rolled a four and a two oh on my his investigation. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure Ebby is looking straight at the floor, being like, I see nothing in this room. What a load of crap. Joff <laughs> okay. got a 25 on investigation. Oh my gosh. Joff finds all the books. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so as you're looking through this room, you guys are looking through different um, bookshelves and you guys find um, all kinds of books about the different lords and ladies. You know, there's a book about Lady Balbarel, who is like the Lady of Shields and and uh, and it's called like The Death of the Shield. Um, and then it says an account of Lady Balbarel's last stand, um, which... I mean, you guys can make a religion check if you want to, um, uh, to figure out what that's all about. But, um, Joff, as you're kind of searching around, looking at different books, you find that, um, right next to one of the bookshelves on the north wall of this room, you find, um, that there is one book that is definitely out of place, right? You're looking at a bunch of, uh, books that are written all about, like, um, basically the, uh, 
swords domain, you know, basically like the Lord and Lady of Swords. And then there's a random book about like sea travel. Um, and when you reach up to pull that book, a secret door opens up um, in the wall right next to you. Well, Mr. Pine, this is the day for secret doors. Pine is absolutely speechless. <laughs> he just he's just like pointing pointing to the the door like just like excitedly like motioning to everybody and like pointing to the door that just opened after you sir but as far as far as books about the mad oracle nothing okay actually you, you asked about a religion check though really quick um pine oh. rolled a nat 20 on that the okay. lady lady barbarella's last stand or whatever <laughs> not barbarella barbarella <laughs> Lady Balbarel, she is the Lady of Shields. You would know, um, just with your natural 20 religion check, that um, the Lady of Shields represents like protection, but not of yourself. It's like a shield. It's protecting other people. And um, this book is entitled like The Death of the Shield. Um, and um, basically, it it's talking about like Lady Balbarel is dead and does not exist anymore. And it's kind of written in conjecture, like not sure whether this is true or not. But you were unaware that there was even a theory that one of the lords or ladies could die. But this book makes a very good point and clear case that Lady Balbarel has been dead for some time. Very interesting. Okay, I'll, yes. I won't take the book, but I mean, I, I wasn't even looking at the book, uh, but uh, um, I will squirrel that information away. Okay. Um, and then this secret passage opens. And... Um, there is a room back uh, behind the the wall. It's a very small room, just like 15 feet by 15 feet, just full of books on all the shelves. And in the middle of the room is a round table. And on that table is a single book. It looks like somebody placed it there and then did not put it back on the shelf. What's the book, Paul? What's the book? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> um, sorry, that's, that's, that's the first thing that came to mind. Let me take a sip real quick. He's taking a sip, guys. This is going to be good. On the table is a book, and it's called The Cult of Inevitability by Sister Librarian Jem Ordo Verum. <gasps> we need this, I think. Yes, well, mm, let's see about checking it out, and then maybe we can give uh, Librarian Jem a little wink and a nod on our way out. Yes, yes. Does it, does it look complete? Like if, if I flip to the back, is it still a work in progress or does it look like it's kind of a completed treatise? Um, it, it, all the pages have writing on them. Cool. Pine will sign this one out. Okay, perfect. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else you guys want to look for in any? There's, there's still more of this library you guys haven't explored, but if you guys are good to go, you guys are good to go. We need the spa day and we all have a book. I mean, it certainly sounds real nice. Honestly. <laughs> all these books are hidden knowledge. Like I, Pine is going to be reading these in his room with the door shut, low light candle, all that. On his stomach with his hands on, with his chin on his hands, kicking his legs in the air. That's right. Like, like, like <laughs> teenage girls read Tiger Beat. I was going to say like the Sweet Valley Twins. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. So if you guys are done down here, you guys, you can go back around and, and catch Horton. You know what? Our listeners are going to be really, really pissed if we don't look in this last room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. All right. Okay. You guys, so you guys leave this room and you guys go to the end of the hall, this southern hallway. Oh, yeah. Okay. There is a door at the end of the hallway. 
when you open the door, it opens up into a, a, a 25 foot by 25 foot room. There are bookshelves along all four sides. There is a very large globe in the middle of the room. Um, it is on some kind of a mechanism. Like there's got like the, you know, like the, how a globe has like the arm that comes along to hold it in place so you can spin it in place. This one also has a ring around it and it's attached to the ground through some kind of a thick pedestal back on the wall. Um, so the door is on the, uh, when you came down this hall, it kind of, it kind of turns to the, uh, east and then on the. Uh, you walk into that room and on the far wall from the door is a statue. Um, and the statue is of a, a gender uh, neutral figure. Um, and it looks like um, on one side, the hand is open and is kind of like um, giving, you know, like holding their hand out. And the other hand is up on the other side of the face, kind of doing a, a, a shushing uh, uh, motion with, uh, with one finger. Um, you realize this is a representation of both aspects of Cadriel at the same time. On seeing this statue, Pine will just kind of do like the Catholic school thing. Like he, he was a good kid who went to um, all like the got the religious training um, in mm -hmm. school. So he'll do kind of the 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 Menorys salute uh, to this okay. statue is kind of like a obeisance, a, a prayer thing. OK. All right. Perception checks all around. Ebby rolled an 18 for his perception. Pine rolled a 21. Nice. Nari also rolled a 21. Joff also got an 18. Oh, we're all twinning. Aww. Yeah, 21s and 18s. <laughs> Two sets of twins. Yeah, okay. So so here's what happens. Okay, um, Ebby and Joff, you guys are kind of looking around the room and everyone's eyes are drawn to this globe because it is large. I mean, it's like seven or eight feet diameter. This is a very large globe in the middle of the room. It seems like it's perfectly spherical. You can see the land masses are green um, with mountains and lakes and even forests are sometimes represented if they're big enough. And as you guys are looking, Joff and Ebby, you both notice very almost imperceptibly the globe is spinning ever so slowly. Almost like it's spinning with the actual rotation of this planet of Pavantis. You also see um, that you see Pavantis, what you guys call Pavantis, as far as the, the continent of Pavantis. You see on the other side of the planet, there are other islands and continents, nothing as big as Pavantis, but um, sort of un, un, uh, unexplored as far as... Uh, as far as you guys are concerned, the history of Pavantis is that this is Pavantis and that on the outsides of the sea, there's nothing out there. Um, so it's kind of very interesting to see this globe that actually shows land masses that you guys have never heard about. And judging by its placement down here in the secret library, probably not supposed to know that there's anything beyond Pavantis. Yes. Now, Pine and Nari, with your um, perception checks of 21, um, which was above the 20 threshold, um, you both notice that there is something odd about Pavantis. You recognize places. You're pretty sure you can pick, figure out where Arcovia is. Now, these cities are not marked out on the map, but you guys have seen enough maps and things to kind of know what Pavantis looks like. As you're looking at the map, and you find where the Sapphire Sea is, and you find where Arkelvi should be, 
there is something missing from the map. And it takes you guys a second to figure it out. The glass mountains are not on this globe. And the glass mountains are huge. That's where Nari's from, right? Yeah. Nari is from the glass mountains. Yeah. They're kind of important. <laughs> they are kind of important. The glass mountains are not here. Now, the um, the Wolfjaw Mountains, which is kind of the... So, from the point of Arkelvy, um, the Wolfjaw Mountains go north and west, and the glass mountains go south and west. The Wolfjaw Mountains are there, but the glass mountains are not on this globe. And you said there weren't any cities labeled on here? Yeah, cities are not labeled. I mean, it's this is a this is a topographical physical map, not a political map. Yeah, so there's no borders, no cities, nothing like that. Okay. Mm-mm. Very interesting. I would like to ask um, Librarian Horton how old this globe is. Why is it spinning? Would I know that the Earth spin that the planet spins? <laughs> Do we think the Earth is flat? <laughs> Oh no, it was flat well, in D&D, like it's set up as planes, like literally a planar world and like one plane above the other. Um, I, I guess that's kind of how it's always been depicted in D&D. Um, so you can make an, an, an intelligence check to see if you know that the Earth is round. Um, anybody who's been in an airship would know that the Earth is round. <laughs> okay, well, Pine has been in an airship, oh. so he knows the Earth is round. Yeah, Joff has been in one too. Because <laughs> I rolled in that one. When- <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is obviously a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to any flat earther listeners that we have. (laughs) I'm not. Nari also rolled a three. (laughs) We're not saying you're wrong. We're just saying it's ridiculous. We're just saying it's observable. Just think of the amount of like every single pilot in the world would have to be in on the (laughs) scale. Anyway, so, oh, Ebby, dude, Ebby, what did you roll? Ebby got a nat 20 on his intelligence check. Fantastic. For a total of? 20. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, dude, this, the Earth is, I mean, the Pavantis is round, for sure. Um, 100%. Um, So you guys wanted to ask ask Librarian uh, Horton how old this this globe is, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys go get him. He comes back into the room with you um, after a minute or two, and he starts looking. He says, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, yes, but it, it seems to be inaccurate. The glass mountains are missing. Well, And it's spinning. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's spinning. And he says, imagine, imagine I'm the sun, and this side now gets me, and the other side, it's nighttime, Right. And then as the earth spins, I'm still here and it becomes nighttime. And he gives you like a quick little rundown of how, you know, planets rotate and stuff. Um, So a heliocentric model instead of a (laughs) geocentric model. Hmm. And what causes the seasons? Does the sun get closer and farther away? (laughs) Well, you see, we don't have to to spend time like that, man. (laughs) (laughs) Go through a full science lesson. That's great. Um, I'm I'm reminded of the Mary Catherine Gallagher movie Superstar, where she's having the lesson, (laughs) like (laughs) there's a big statue of Jesus on the sun or something like that. (laughs) Anyway, um, okay. So uh, now he says he says this is uh, this was a fascinating find. and uh, it was deemed too, um, hmm, what's what I'm looking for? Too groundbreaking, too... Subversive. Exactly. Um, 
there are certain things missing on this map. If you look at on this globe, if you look at the land masses themselves, there are certain um, changes, certain things aren't quite right. Uh, uh, the few that I know about, yes, the glass mountains are missing. Um, but also if you look down here and he points to like a place from where you're at, if you go like southeast uh, a long ways, there's a place called the Wywold Mountains, or sorry, the Wywold Islands. And it's these islands that kind of are um, uh, southeast of everything, uh, kind of off, um, uh, off, kind of on their own a little bit. Um, he says, if you look at the maps that we have drawn out now, which are very painstakingly created, and you look at the globe, you'll see that the Wywold Islands themselves are actually now further away than they were on this globe. It's like the islands have moved. I have no clue how old this is, but this was dug up um, from a, uh, I think some Splunkers were, were digging for um, some old tech and they found this. Um, and I don't know how it's powered. It's, and he kind of looks down at the, at the pedestal. He says, it's not attached to anything. It just spins. It just keeps time. And he kind of looks in the room and he finds a little dot on the wall above one of the bookshelves. He says, yeah, see, if you look right here, this dot, if this is the sun, this will tell you exactly where day and night cycle is on the globe at any given time. And it is accurate. We put this dot up here so we could keep track of it, but it spins at the right rate. It's fascinating. Truly a marvel, yes. yes. It makes me feel small. Yes. Insignificant sometimes, yes, but, but fascinating nonetheless. Where did the glass mountains go? Why are they here now? Fascinating. Well, see you later. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Librarian Horton. I think we're ready to check out some more books. Oh, fantastic. He pulls out some paper and his little knife, and he's ready to cut his finger again. Which books uh, would you like to take out? Well, I have this one here on the cult of inevitability. Ah, yes. Librarian Gem's book. You found it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. And she is Ordo Verum. Verdum? Verum. Verum. V-E-R-U-M. She is Ordo Verum, so she'll never tell us about this book. He winks at you and he says, remember, we're all Ordo Verum. Well, I mean, does she... So she works down here as well. Ah, okay, I got it. I got it. No, no, she, she never works down here. But if you ever ask a librarian about the Order Occulta, they will say it does not exist. Mm. So if you ever see me anywhere else, I will tell you that I am Ordo Verum. I apologize for the deception, but any kind of motions around the room, he's like, all of this knowledge, if it was found by certain people, would be destroyed. Mm. And we cannot let that happen. I agree. No, indeed, we definitely cannot. All right, so I will sign my oath on this book. Okay, he, he sticks a dot of blood on your forehead. Um, as you guys see him do this over and over again, the interesting thing is he puts the dot of blood on your forehead and then the, blood of, the dot of blood fades within like five seconds. Like you don't have to rub it off or anything. It just kind of disappears, whether it soaks into your skin or whether it kind of evaporates, you're not sure, but it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super sanitary. Were there any other books anybody wanted? Uh, Nari will take that book uh, that's in the Aaliyah language. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, she'll take that one and just see what she can figure out with it. Okay, perfect. 
he kind of like he he has to take his time writing this one because he can't understand the title of the book. So he just keeps kind of has to look up and write the symbols correctly. And then he puts a drop of blood on your forehead, too. Anybody else? Or is that it? I think we've got all the books. Everybody checked out a book now, right? Yeah. Yep. We've each got one. All right. Everybody has a book to read. Very good. OK. He says, um, we just role played going to the library. Two For sessions. Two sessions. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this was, this was, this was for, for the way you described it at the beginning of the episode, it was actually a lot more exciting than you made it sound, Paul. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's all good. I like to, you know, I like to razz a little bit. Um, you know, you and me, I'd be a joker. Um, okay, very good. Um, well, you know, Horton. I, I want it that way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Backstreet Boys, sorry. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Well, Horton leaves the room. Horton leaves the room, um, and uh, you guys are free to peruse some more, or you guys can head on out. I think I'm ready to head out. Okay. Same. Okay. Um, Very good. Before I take out, can I can I do like an investigation on that uh, statue? Yes. It just feels like the kind of thing that would have something hidden behind it. But I rolled a six, so <laughs> you start talking to it. <laughs> you start looking at the stats, and you're like, "So, come here often." <laughs> um, no, uh, you start looking at the statue, and um, it's a it's an interesting depiction of the di- the dichotomy of Cadriel and their representation uh, of knowledge. If Pine sees Ebby looking at the statue, he'll be like, "Wait, do you think there might be another secret passage having to do with this statue?" Well, it seems like the kind of place I would hide a secret passage if I had a statue. Okay. Well, can Pine do a check as well? Uh, we'll say since Evie was already looking, you can give him advantage. Okay. All right. I'm going to be a butthead about it. That's, no, that's fine. I d- totally agree. Okay. So Evie oh <laughs> rolled a nat 20 on his advantage oh, roll. Oh, yes. oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you rolled a natural 20 for a total of what? for for a total of 20 <laughs> that's awesome i think it's a, i think pine's enthusiasm really rubbed off on ebby oh gosh that's so funny I feed off of the excitement all right well as you are are looking at this statue um you you, you start looking like oh, there's got to be a secret passage here somewhere and pine's like yeah secret passage yes for sure um and you find no secret passage but as you're looking at this statue, which is made out of like marble, so it's like a it's like a, a white uh, stone that's veined with like gray. Um, you notice that on one finger there is a ring, and the ring is not engraven, even though it is marble. And when you're kind of poking around and you you touch the ring on the finger, it spins on the finger, and you realize you can take it off. I think I will take it off. Okay. You have a marble ring. So I uh, I switched up some of my spells, actually, um, in the midst of our resting last time. And okay. I, I took Detect Magic as a okay. new spell. Can I go ahead and cast that on this ring? Yes, you can. You cast Detect Magic, and this ring, uh, it glows. Let me check to see what it glows with. Because you can tell, like, a uh, school. Uh, of magic as well can't yeah. you yeah um it glows with abjuration abjuration yes i probably need to look up what that means like it kind of like protection type of stuff oh yeah 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 okay so like i think mage armor is abjuration 
Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn around and kind of show it to everybody and say, look, there's a ring here. It seems to be magically imbued with some form of abjuration magic. Hmm. Damn, Ebby, you're getting all the bling today. <laughs> On fleek. I will be the most fabulous <laughs> robot ever. <laughs> well, who's, who's wearing the haversack? I don't know if we said. That's a good question. Or did you guys leave it in your room? No, we have it. Uh, uh, Pine will take it. Pine will wear it. Okay. If that's cool to everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, though, um, we'll probably want to check that out. <laughs> yes, I think it's probably better to tell Librarian Horton about it and see if this is something available to us to take with us or not. Well, let's go find him again. (laughs) (laughs) Librarian Horton, we need you again. Horton, here's a pine. (laughs) You guys start calling out through the the hallways and your voice is just echoing everywhere because there's nothing down here, nobody down here. Um, As you guys get back to the entrance to this this room, uh, you see that uh, Horton is standing uh, standing kind of right by the the ladder uh, waiting for you guys. And he says, it's always great to have guests down here in the library of Lady Cadrio. Are we going to have to, when we return, are we going to have to find a new way to come in? Or will the, the, the key be somewhat similar? He, he says, to get into this library, it's always the same. Okay. Um, a question for you. On the statue down in that room to the south, I found this ring. Uh, it seems to be a magical ring. Is this able to be checked out as well? Uh, he looks at the ring and he looks at you and he says, good eye, finders keepers. And then he kind of bows to you guys. Most gracious of you. You have been immensely helpful. Don't take it out too personally on the women upstairs, on the other librarians. Um, they can't be as helpful as I am, as I'm sure you understand. I think we understand now, yes. Don't worry. We greatly appreciate your help and theirs. All right, he goes back to his studying, and you guys head back up the ladder to the main part of the library. And then are you guys going to hang out in the library at all, or are you guys going to go somewhere else? I think our listeners would probably riot if we hung out in the library more. <laughs> can't, can't we do one more library episode? I was really hoping that they had like a Starbucks. I could get like a coffee and sit down and drink my... Pine wants to carefully leave the the secret part of the... Oh, I guess we have to figure out how to open up the other side of the bookshelf, don't we? <laughs> when you guys get up there, you see there's a little lever that opens up the bookshelf. Yeah, I just want to not bring too much attention to ourselves as we come out, right? It's supposed to be secret. So you pull the lever and there's a little, you hear in the distance, a little ding, ding, and nothing happens. And after just about two or three minutes, the, the bookcase slides open and Gemma or Jem is standing there smiling at you guys. And she motions out really quickly, like out, 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 out. I will. Yeah, I'll file out. Okay, you yeah. guys yeah. hustle out, and then she um, pulls the book back out of the spot, and then the the bookcase closes, and she wanders back over to the middle of the library, where she puts the back the book back up on a random shelf. As as we pass by her on our way out, I'll say, 
Thank you so much for your help, Librarian Jem. I look forward to reading the research you pointed me toward. Of course, I'm glad I could be of help with that same almost fake smile. Is it almost fake, though? So it seems Why like don't it's... you make a perception? Make a perception <laughs> check. <laughs> or insight? Air insight. Insight check. Yeah, insight check. I don't know why I fought for insight because it's a lower. Uh, I don't get to add anything to it, but it was an eight. <laughs> it was an eight. Uh, y- you know what? Hard to tell. <laughs> All right. Let's leave this library. <laughs> All right. You guys are back out onto the city streets of Arkelvy. It is now, gosh, after all that, it's probably, you know, afternoon, late afternoon, even after all that reading and research. Uh, it's dinner time. You guys totally skipped through lunch. Can I also say that, like, I, I think we should um, make sure that all the books are in Havasak. It'd be a lot harder for people to find. Capital idea. Yeah. Joff will hand over the book that he. Check out. Put them in different pouches in the haversack. Nice. And what? So what all is in the haversack? Just so I can know what you guys will lose when somebody steals it. Oh, I mean, uh, just so we can keep that straight. <laughs> um, I think we have the new books that we got. So uh, okay, and those there were four of those, right? There was ABC, Allele, and Me. Let's see, The Cult of, Inevit- of Inevitability by Sister Librarian Jem. There was. Um, an overview of the royal line of Bayard by Horton. And the last one was a random book written in Allele. Correct? Yes. The, we're going to use the ABC in me, and then we're going to be able to translate this book pretty easily. I, I think we're going to get there really quick. Yeah. There, yeah like next year when we <laughs> understand the language. Yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, think, you know, Nari can spend some time with her book. And then while the rest of us are sleeping, Abby can spend some time with the Crystal Codex and we can work through both of them like simultaneously, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think as we're yeah. as we're walking out um, and hopefully in a way that's kind of not overly loud, you know, so people can kind of not overhear us. Abby wants mm-hmm. to mention and say, I think it might be perhaps not a bad idea that as we go about our business here in the city, we plan to focus on the next few days of just trying to translate and absorb as much information as possible. Okay. And then I think we would also want to put the uh, pizza shield, the crystal pizza shield in there as well as, I mean, and then at the other book, if you're willing to part with it, Abby, I'm just thinking that it's somebody has to know it's in, it's in our bag for them to like reach in and pull it out of the bag. Yes, no, I think that's fine. It also makes it hard, like, like uh, I don't think that um, detect objects will work either if it's in the haversack. Yeah, technically it's on another plane or a demiplane. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. So you guys have managed to put all your stuff away into the... Um, handy haversack. Into the handy haversack, and you guys are back out on the streets of Arkelvy. Um, you guys are heading where to? At this point, you guys are getting, everyone's getting kind of hungry, hungry except for Ebby. Then we could probably try to grab some food around here. Uh, Eberly Park is where we need to go to kind of follow up on the Rose Syndicate. Is there a place to eat near there? That's where the Grand Market is, right? Yeah, the Grand Market is a little bit further to the west, but there's there's places all around. You guys can get some food wherever. I mean, we did pay for our food, but all right, money bags. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeff grips his pockets so all his gold doesn't jangle. Oh my goodness. Let's go get some dinner at the Imperial Splendor Inn, and then we can head out to Everly Park in the evening. That's a good idea. A late night stroll. There you go. Great. You guys, um, you guys start heading uh, back towards uh, the Imperial Splendor Inn. As you guys are heading down, um, down the main road, um, you can see. Uh, well, actually, I, I guess you guys are going to go through like some alleyways and stuff because you guys aren't very far. Okay, um, you guys are kind of right over here by the Parliament Building, actually. Um, so the the Library of Cadriel is kind of on this uh, big square. It's big open uh, square, and uh, kind of the Library of Cadriel is on one side. On the other side is th- this big building and its Parliament. So it's not like the um, the imperial parliament over the entire empire, but it is parliament that helps govern this specific province. So like the, the governor of Arkelvi um, would come here and meet with representatives from the different cities and that kind of thing to govern this province. It's a very elaborate, very um, complicated system of, of government uh, that the empire uses to keep its, keep its provinces uh, in, under control. Um, as you are kind of walking through the square um, near Parliament, there are people moving to and fro. You got, um, <laughs> I was going to say, all the live long day. <laughs> Back and forth, to and fro, all the live long day. <laughs> I knew, Matt, you would know what I was talking about. I knew you would know what I was talking about. Anyway, uh, Tracy Morgan's a genius. You are kind of passing across this square and you see um, like people on horseback are having to move kind of slow because of the crowds. And you see like a wagon moving through, not a wagon, like more like a carriage. It looks pretty nice and elaborate. Um, And as the carriage is going by, suddenly you hear a voice call out from the carriage. It says, Nari, Nari. And then the carriage stops. Oh, hot damn. Is that Ember? So a head sticks out of the kind of, there's a doorway, there's a door with a window in it and a head sticks out of the door and looks down at you and she says, oh, Nari, it is you. And you instantly recognize this woman. This is not Ember. This is Aaliyah Brava. This is the head of the Rose Syndicate. She is tan skin, hair so black, it's almost blue. She has She's very attractive. She's like, um, she's got that mature beauty. Um, she's got to be somewhere, somewhere north of 40, maybe even 50. Um, but she just has this, this beauty about her. And she leans out of this window. And she says, Nari, it is you. Quick, come inside. Is this that snaky bitch? <laughs> she, she opens the door for you to come inside. Uh, Nari will... Um, she'll hop inside. Okay. And then she closes the door behind you and uh, you can see, yes, she is the, um, the snaky bitch from the waist down. She is kind of green coiled up, uh, snake. Um, and, uh, she, she was the head of the Rose syndicate. In fact, um, you spoke with her in Everly park the night of the, uh, kind of the culling of the Rose Syndicate in Arkelvy, uh, what, two months ago. Um, and here she is in this nice carriage and she just opened the door, you jumped in and she leans over and gives you a big hug. 
and says, oh, Nari, it's so good to see you. I feared the worst. Aaliyah, um, it's great to see you too. I'm, I'm so, I'm shocked to see you. I also feared the worst for you as well. Um, what happened? I don't know how they cut wind of what was going on, but, but they got us. They got us all. All except for a few. I, I had heard that you had made it out, but I, I wasn't certain. I wasn't sure. I, I figured if anyone could get away, it would be you. They said that, that some others got away too. I, I was able to glean that um, some others got away. Have you heard anything of, of Ember or, or Nilla? I haven't heard from anyone um, I, from that night. No, I thought, I thought, honestly, I thought you were all were gone. Have you been in connection with anyone? Why don't you make a deception check before you finish that sentence? God damn it. Well, that wasn't great. What'd you get? I got a four. Oh, no. Okay. As uh, you say you haven't seen anybody and you start to ask her the next question, her hand clasps down on your wrist and she looks you in the eye and she says, don't lie to me, Nari. Your life depends on it. And that's where we're going to stop for tonight. So anyway, oh. That was quite the session of um, researching in a library. All right. <laughs> Next session, can we do our taxes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I figured we, we'd skip over the whole, like, filling out the application for a library card. But um, anyway, yeah. No, the, you know what? That was lots of fun. I, I am glad you guys came along on this adventure. Um, I'm having a great time. It seems like you guys are gleaning some information, learning a little bit more about the world, hopefully having a great time, too. If you like what you're hearing, go ahead, tweet about us, go leave a review and a rating. It helps us out a ton, helps people find us. And if you really like what we're doing, you might consider becoming a patron. Um, that, that also helps. And uh, you know what? If nothing else, it helps us buy a couple snacks or something. And, uh, and, you know, thanks for coming along with us. We're having a great time. Hopefully you are too. And until next time, have a great time. <laughs> <laughs>